0: welcome to the jf harris ministries podcast join us today as we explore god's word we hope this message encourages inspires and uplifts you for more information about this podcast and other valuable resources please visit us at RedeemedAssembly.com. now let's join dr james f harris you have to acknowledge i got some things in me that need to be killed And some of the stuff that you've been going through is God bringing your undoing to the surface. Amen. That person that got you to the place you was about to cuss, God allowed that. Because you got cussing on the inside of you. Amen. That woman that came along and tempted you and made you want to go backslide and run behind her or that man that wants you to, God allowed that. Because you've got fornication and adultery in your heart. Amen? Amen? For a lot of stuff got, God is not going to take away from you. He leave it there deliberately. You have to make some choices. We allow stuff in our lives. And the more you allow sin to practice itself in your life, the stronger it will become. At first it comes as uh, maybe an impression. Sin, when James says sin, said lust when it is conceived, bringeth forth what? Sin. When, When lust is conceived, it's a different in conceiving lust in a lust is coming. When lust is conceived, it has entered into the wound of your being. And then it begins to grow in the, in the seed of your being and produce a baby. That baby that it produces is death. Amen? Lust brings what? Death. Lust, when it is conceived, bringeth forth what? Death. Because sometimes we can have a fleeting thing that can come on or come over us and God suffers us to get away from it. And we say, but if that thing get in your spirit shown off, it will grow and you will find yourself going back. And committing a sin, even after God has given you the ability to overcome it, you'll go back and commit that sin. And some of us in here know exactly what I'm talking about, right? I'm not going to ask you what it was, but if, it, the, and you, if you experienced it, just say amen. 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 That's the truth. Because if you want to be free, the first thing you got to do is stop lying. Amen. Well, you got to come face to face with that monster that's on the inside of you. And all of us have a monster. The bishop have a monster. The bishop's monster is bigger than yours. Why? Because if I can get the bishop to do certain things, not only would that destroy him, it would put doubt in the minds of them that's following him. So what you're going through, multiply it and you give you some idea of what I'm going through. In other words, the devil don't say, oh, that's Bishop Harris. I don't go against him. No. What they do then, say, oh, that's Bishop Harris. We got three demons on uh, Nicky. We're going to put 50 on him. That's why the minister have to be disciplined, because he's leading someone else. And if he goes astray, then you will go astray because it gives you an excuse to do what it is that Satan will rise up in your flesh to do. So the only way, you can't tame sin. You cannot tame sin. The only thing you can do with sin is crucify it. You have to slam it, kill it, That's the only deliverance that we are going to have. In the book of Galatians, chapter number two, verses 20 and 21, King James text says. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. What the enemy wanted to get us to do is get to the place that we set up a bunch of rules and regulations of do's and don'ts, do's and don'ts. And then it makes us feel righteous based upon how many of the good that we do. I did 50 good things. I only did one bad thing. So I'm pretty righteous. And that's a lie. Because the scripture said, laying aside every and which does so easily beset us. Most of the time, it's not 50 demons. It's just one. Lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And we have to know what that sin is. And knowing what that sin is, we'll know how to put it on the cross and crucify that sin. The book of Leviticus chapter number 11, verse 44 through 45, said, I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore Sanctify yourselves, uh-huh. You, you shall be holy. For I You shall be You be holy, for I am holy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alright. So why did God save you? Why did God bring you out of sin? For I am the Lord that brought you up out of the lane of Egypt to be your God. God saved you so that he could be what? Our God. And our God is a holy God. I saved you so you can be just like me. All right. Now, it is impossible for us to live a holy life in and on our own. We need Jesus Christ to live in us so that we can live the kind of life he's called us to live. Now, the thing about the life that is, the life that is given to Jesus Christ is I can just, I cannot just make it in my mind that I'm going to do the right thing. The making of, of my mind is a gift from God. So I can't say, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. It is God that got to give you the mind not to do it anymore. And you say, well, I just made up my mind, I ain't going to do that no more. No, that's not what it is. Even to say I'm not going to do it no more, Christ have to work in you to give you that mind not to do it again. Is that right? All right. Now the God of all peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you what? Perfect in every good work to do his will. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything in me that's going to be well-pleasing in his sight, who's going to work it in me? Christ got to work that in me. Christ have to work that in me. He works it in me through the Holy Spirit. And it, he works it in me because I reach out and I love God. And then he infused me with his spirit. Amen. That's why the rules and regulation thou should not, and thou should not, and thou should not, do not work. God has to infuse your spirit with his pneuma or his nature to give you the desire to do his will he gives you desire and then he works the desire out in you i think i got this one right philippians 2 13 for it is who it is god that worketh in you Uh uh-huh So God is the one that must work in you and give you the will. And then not only do he give you the will to do it, then he turns around and work out the will. So then what is my position then? What must my position be? Cooperating with him? And actually just loving him. And then if I'm going to love him, he infused my will and introduced himself to me, then the choice to love him is then mine. So the only thing I'm actually doing is choosing to love him. He showed me enough of himself to make me want to love him. And I cannot help but love him when I see the love he has towards me. I am forced to love him. I am compelled to love him. And how do he show this to me? He shows me the cross. And he says to me, James, this is how much I love you. And when I see what he has done for me and the sacrifice he has made for me, then I open my arms up to his love. Lord, I want to be with you because I love you. And the more I am with him, the more he showed me of himself. And the more he showed me, the more in love I fall with him. I, I thought I loved him at first, but when I went in this time, he showed me a part of his nature I didn't even realize at first. And then when I leave him then, I love him more this time than I did the last time. That's why we stay in prayer. We don't stay in prayer bad than God for a whole lot of stuff. I go so he can show himself to me. And then when he reveals himself in me, my love for him grows that much more. And the more I grow, the more I put down so that I can be with him that much more. He cannot take you in him more than you love him you got to get involved when you say, Lord, I want to be in your arms I want to be near you God said you got to fall in love because you can't see I cannot reveal myself to you if you don't love me but when you love me (laughs) lay in my arms Lord, I just want to be with you hallelujah glory to God hallelujah I'm not begging, hallelujah Glory to God. Thank you, Father. I bless your name, Lord. Hallelujah. You are so faithful to me. You are so good to me. You keep on bringing me out over and over again. I'm not worthy of your love. I'm not worthy of your praise. Thank you, Jesus. And the more I stay there, and the more I open up, and the more I give in to Him, He show me a little bit more about Him, and show me a little bit more about Him. Yes. There it become the sweet hour of prayer, cause He had revealed Himself in me. You cannot Google God. You got to lay in His arms. He only he can reveal himself in you. You can Google and get cognitive knowledge, but in order to get to know him in the spirit, you have to lay in his arm and let him reveal himself to whom the Father will reveal himself. He has to reveal himself because we can't learn about him through Googling him. It is a spirit. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But if you're not living a crucified life, and you are living a life that's based upon what I do do. And that's about what it is. And what I don't do. You would think yourself righteous because I didn't commit fornication. I didn't steal. I wanted to cuss them out, but I didn't cuss them out. Look at me, Jesus. Look how good I am. I'm just an angel, Lord. And then all of a sudden, you get intoxicated with your own righteousness. God says, you stink in my nostrils because you are bringing me your righteousness. And I want you to get your righteousness out of the way so I can fill you with my righteousness righteousness. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. When all around my soul give way, he then become my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking, sand. and so we must yield ourselves to him so that we can hunger after him. Most people trying to get themselves to obey the rules and regulation, but there is no hunger for God. Sometimes I, I go in his presence And I asked him, Lord, let me hunger for you. I just don't want to have follow rules and regulation. I want to love you. But I can't love him if I can't see him. But as I love him, he unfolds himself. Y'all ever ask God, Said, Lord, let me love you. Lord, let me love you. I want to love the Lord. The book of Matthews, chapter 22, I think I'm right. Verse 37, I believe it is. All right, what did that say? How much? How much? And then you you see why the crucified life is is so necessary. We're saying to God almost, Lord, I just want enough of you to keep me out of hell. Forgive me, Lord, for such a shallow love. That's almost like saying a woman go to a man and say, I want to just love you enough so you can keep a shelter over my head and pay the bills. Is that all you want a God for? Is the only reason you want to love him is so he can keep you out of hell? How much do you want to love him? How much? Love the Lord that God with what? With how much? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because the second one I can't do if I can't do the first one. Matthew 6:33 says seek ye first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Not the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is the Holy Spirit. And all the righteousness that appertains to the Holy Spirit. And then after I can get that done, all these things will be added to you. Why seek the kingdom in all of its righteousness? Why not this kingdom of heaven? Because I think some of us only seek the kingdom of heaven. Streets of gold. Rivers of pure water, trees for healing. But we want to seek what? The kingdom. Because I believe is that is that Roman 14, 17? What it says. For the kingdom of God is what? Not meaning drink, but what? the only time I get joy is when I get a new car or when I got a new dress or if my body got healed can I find God's joy in God if my body is sick but I still find joy in God God wants somebody to love him not because of what I'm doing for you but because of what I've already done for you other than that We are not crucifying our flesh. And look how many of us just do enough to get a blessing. What do I mean when I say just do enough to get a blessing? Prayer, prayer. Say your grace. Just enough. It it could be just enough to get a car. I'm going to pay my tithes until I can get my car. I'm going to pay my tithe till I can get my husband, husband and my wife. Just enough to get what you want. I'm going to be in prayer, but I'm going to be in prayer till I get what I want. And then all of a sudden I stop praying. And then I started finding joy and other things. It's amazing how the people of God is finding so much joy and so many other things other than in God. They come up in church like they dead like, I can't wait for their service is over so I can get out of here. They have more joy walking in front of the television to see empire than they do about their service. You can dance over, over a raise, but you can't dance over Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us. i going to run and tell everybody, oh, my God, I got the biggest raise in the world. I'm so happy. But I can't be happy. Is Jesus just enough for you? Is Jesus enough? Ask your neighbor. Is Jesus enough for your joy? I want his stuff. I don't want him. I want his stuff. I don't want him. I love what he, you know, it's something like some of the women, I ain't, I ain't just picking on y'all. Some men too. I love what she gives me. I love what he gives me. I'm just so much in love with them. And you love them as long as they got a big bank account. But honey, I'm sorry. I just lost, the Wall Street went under, and, I, and I, had, I had $150,000 invested. I lost that, and I just lost my job on top of that. You know what I saw, 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 wow, 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 wow. wow. I thought you were. I. 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 Oh, come aside! How about I thought you were the one, but I see. I see. I see in the spirit. Jesus says, "This people follow me just for the fish." And the loaves. You can't crucify your flesh. Until you love something better than you do your flesh. But as long as your flesh is in competition with Jesus. You will never crucify your flesh. You got to crucify your flesh. And Jesus wants somebody that loves him enough to say. If I don't get that Lord I'm going to love you anyhow. And I know if I don't get it on this side, I'll get it on the other side. But I think it is so narrow. Oh, something that one had there by the time they were 40. Sure, I've been serving God all this time. I ain't got such and such a thing. I'm getting real discouraged. You won't look into Jesus. You're looking to an object. Suppose he don't give it to you. You don't always get everything you want. And just because Sister Flossie got it don't mean you're going to get it. He might choose not to give it to you. Are you still going to love him? In church somebody just busting you up. People in the church is talking about you running you down and everything else. You know why they're doing that? God said you're strong enough to take it and watch them. They're going to still dance before me. But most of us, just somebody telling the truth on us, they ain't lying. They ain't lying on you. They telling the truth on you. And you get all upset and everything and sitting up in the, in the seat, ball up like a toe frog. And all they did was tell the truth on you. Scripture says, "When they persecute you and say all manner of evil against all manner of evil, how much evil?" What did He tell us to do? Get it, fifth chapter of the book of Matthew. I'm afraid we took too much alive. You looking for somebody to say sweet things about you? Sometimes y'all need to come here, and I'm preaching hard as a pastor. Preach it hard. Preacher, tell you, kill me. Put that word on me. Ooh, ouch, 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 ouch. Oh, thank you. Hurt so good. Hurt so good. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. What is that? When men do what? What did that term revile mean? What does the message translation say? Though they want, don't like it I do because a lot of times a lot of stuff you're not going to like but Jesus said I do because the, de- the devil done already said if you do that to them they're going to stop praising you and God is saying no they won't have you considered my servant Vic Bennett a perfect and an upright man God is saying, yeah, let me loose on him. I'm going to fix him. God said, go ahead, don't take him, but don't take his life. They come back in the church every Sunday, he's still dancing. Woo! Then he touched something else, he's still dancing. And then when Satan has thrown everything at him, but the kitchen sink, he's still saying, thank you, Jesus. Do you not know that's when God get the greater glory? Not when you're so excited about something that you got that you can't stay in in your seat. That thing that I got is bad. 500 horses under the hood. mag wheels on it. The sports edition. Are you talking about Jesus or are you talking about your car? Now, am I telling the truth? Don't we get more running and dancing and shouting over cars than we do over Jesus? Am I telling the truth? But we got to learn to fall in love with Jesus. You know what Jesus asked the question one day? When Peter had denied him and so forth, he said, Peter, do you love me? more than these? And what God is asking, redeemed assembly tonight, redeemed assembly, do you love me more than these? It's not saying, do you love me? It's not enough to love him. Do you love me more? More than what? J.R. Ewing More than What the other one That's a old one How many of y'all done had to ram- run home because you didn't want to miss it Do you love me more than the car? Do you love me more than your degree? The question is, not do you love me? The question is, do you love me more than? The question is what? Some of us right now, God has showed you something is wrong, but you can't let it go. God done showed you that it's wrong, but you can't let it go. Because what I want, I love that more than God. The Hebrew boys was asked the question, why don't you fall down and worship him? The Hebrew boys said this, said, oh, king, we ain't careful how we answer you. The God we serve is able to deliver us. But if he don't deliver us, we'll die. That's what it actually come down to. Every time you call out to God for deliverance, you're not gonna always get out of it. Sometimes He's gonna say, "It's for my glory that you go through this," but I'm gonna bless you on the other side of going through. Between the call and the appointment, some things gonna happen. Amen. God puts stuff on you to make you strong. I was talking to my grandson a little earlier this evening. And I was saying, Michael Jordan would never have been known as an outstanding basketball player had he not been cut from the team. Being cut from the team made him go home and practice in the dark. Let me ask you a question. Can you practice in the dark? Hallelujah. Hallelujah glory. Sometimes that's what we're doing. What you doing? I'm just practicing in the dark. Can't nobody see what I'm doing but I'm practicing in the dark. One day they're going to need me. They're going to need a three-pointer. If you haven't been practicing in the dark, you can't give a three-pointer. Three-pointer is not one up under the basket. You gotta be way out at the end of the court for a three-pointer. But because I've been practicing in the dark, pew, that go that go there. That, I remember, I remember, one second, two seconds, two, three, bam, through the hole. Three-pointer. Game over! You may practice in the dark most of your life, but there are going to come a time when they're going to need a three-pointer. I practiced all my life for a three-pointer. Got down to the last thing. God needed somebody. I stepped out of the dark with the ball in my hand. They won't cheer you today, but keep practicing in the dark. Now when you say basketball, you can't mention basketball without thinking about Michael Jordan, the man that was cut from the team. Is it Einstein, the one that I thought I read somewhere that his mother, the teacher has sent a note home, that he she recommended that you just keep that boy at home and kind of train him at home because he kind of thick. Sometimes you being left out is the greatest blessing in the world. Because your creativity is going to come out of you. Because somebody said you couldn't do it. Amen. Look at somebody and say, tell me I can't do it. I dare you to tell me I can't do it. Watch me. Watch me. God wants some faithful people. David practiced in the dark, killing bears and lions in the dark. Nobody paid no attention, little scrawny boy. There. Down there ain't about paying no attention to him but one day Samuel will come to the house who gonna be the next king it ain't the ones out front it's not the ones with the big names televising all over the world God's gonna look into obscurity and say you the one I had my eyes on all the time I'm ready for you now come forth. You was faithful in the dark. I'm ready to bring you to the light. Amen. Amen. Ask your neighbor, can you keep practicing in the dark? Till he bring bring you to the light? Can light? Can Can you? Can you? There's greatness in everybody in this room. But it's not going to be the people praising you that's going to bring that out of you. It's going to be the people that's been against you.